What up? <laughs> hey y'all. Uh, it's Ashley with uh, Going Gillen. It's hashtag Going Gillen. Um, and how to be an actual real life human is kind of the uh, baseline OG uh, podcast, one that we will 100% return to. However, this specifically is uh, the recap for episode number Dose. That's number two um, of the challenge Total Madness season number 35. So um, I I know I'm recording this podcast super late. I'm pretty sure that episode four aired last night. So tomorrow I will record three and four, um, or at least throughout the weekend I will. I'll get both of those up. Um, the podcast will always be delayed by at least one day, maybe two, um, because I don't have cable. I do stream um, all of my TV. So I have to wait till MTV.com makes the episode available. And, you know, I don't want to put spoilers out there, like, right away anyway. So there's that. Um, but anyways, again, this is hashtag going Gilland. We're changing it up a little bit from the typical um, actual real-life human stuff. And we're going with a challenge. Um, Total Madness, Season 35, Episode 2 recap. So again, spoiler alert, um, I 100% am going to walk through the episode. So there 100% will be spoilers. So if you haven't watched it yet, don't listen. Um, if you have no intention of ever watching it, then do listen, right? We'll hang out. It'll be fun. So um, let's talk about it. This episode, um, part of the reason why I'm, I feel like I, you know, I can make excuses all day for putting off recording this, but part of the reason is that I, I felt like nothing happened on the episode. Uh, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, well, I mean, I could go on and record a podcast of me basically saying, uh, nothing happened. Um, but I did go back and rewatch it. So I watched it twice, took notes the second time. Um, and some things happen, I guess, right. Um, more, I started thinking about, um, kind of bigger picture because you just had a lot of time to do it. Um, again, I know I mentioned this last episode, if you haven't, uh, last, uh, yeah, episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, do go back and do so. Um, but in episode one, I was watching a, um, Instagram live where Johnny Bananas is talking about, um, how a lot of players that we're not used to seeing maybe, or that are just kind of boring, um, are getting more airtime right now, um, because they have to get on their screen time early because they leave. Um, maybe that's true. Maybe that's why it's kind of boring. I think that there's too many people. Um, and so everybody's kind of spread out. So like, let's say for example, uh, the Holy Trinity or whatever, right? Kayla, Jenna, is there really a Jen, Jenny, and Jenna? All right, I'm thinking this through. And there is a Jenny, which is the the girl from, like, War of the Worlds, I think, right? With the accent, super tall, blonde, big shoulders. Like, the, the girl who's just going to, like, destroy everybody because she's way more. She's a, a, a trainer. So there's Jenny. And then there's Jen, who's the girl from the amazing race who from what i can find out about her lost in the first episode of the last season of amazing race but jen with two ends right brunette real pretty uh maybe asian uh the one that's been flirting with rogan this episode and then what was i saying jen and jenna jenna which is in the holy trinity which is stupid that they're calling themselves that which is kayla and nani um, and Zach's girlfriend, fiance, right? There's Jen, Jenna, and Jenny. Like the fact that that was not put together right away for me is just like a huge indication that there's way too many people on this episode. I mean, on this season, it's, there's too many people. So what ends up happening is there's no drama really going on. Of course, in this episode, we get drama with D and Jen because of Rogan, which I'm 
Dee's just being creepy. I'm not loving her right now. What I think I'm supposed to, though, like she was made out to kind of be like the queen of this this episode. But anyways, um, despite that, right, people can just be around people that they want to be around. Right. So if I'm, for example, um, let's see if I'm swaggy. Right. And I cannot stand Wes. This is just an example Then I can just avoid him. Like there's so many people I could just hang out with the 42 rookies or prospects that are there, right? If I'm Ashley and I don't like Nani, which is not the case, but let's say that that's the case, then I can just hang out with Casey and never even have to see Nani. There's too many people. Um, I don't love it, but whatever, right? When it was War of the Worlds, I kind of got it, right? Because you had two like full teams and you had to get rid of all of them. But this is individuals. It's like free agents with 72 million people on it. So I'm not loving that. Um, I think it's it's causing it to be a little bit less exciting. Um, there's so many people that have to be eliminated in order to get to the end of this, but whatever. You can't even connect with any of them because there's a million. So there's that. Um, I, I just kind of thought of that. But anyways, and the fact that there's a Jen, Jenna, and Jenny hasn't been made a big enough deal yet in my head. And maybe I'm messing up one of their names. Is it Jen, Jenna, and Jenny? This is when I wish a podcast was alive, um, <laughs> which by the way, um, hit me up on Facebook. It's Ashley Gilland on Facebook, Facebook, G-I-L-L-A-N-D. I'm also on Instagram, Ashley Pip Gilland, which is Ashley P-I-P Gilland, G-I-L-L-A-N-D. Let's connect. Um, but this is one of those times where I wish that this was on Instagram or Facebook and I could see somebody or somebody could comment to me and help me out with the fact that I feel like it's Jen, Jenna, and Jenny, but that cannot be right. Anyways, um, so episode two, D watching rogan talk to jen is so creepy like so creepy jen makes a comment about every time i'm talking to rogan d's literally standing there watching me and like that's legit i do think it's a little bit funny maybe that like in d's interview she's like i'm petty just straight up like she she realizes that she's psycho but i don't know i wish her and tori was it Tori I think she was with would just go find something better to do it just seems really creepy I don't really understand Dee and Rogan's relationship I feel like they broke up last season so I'm not sure what's happening now other than the fact that she said last episode that you know they're not together but that she wouldn't be down with him hooking up with anybody else and then she picked a room or a bed like right above his bed so it's just all too weird for me I want Dee to either leave or go occupy herself with something else I'm just kind of over it don't love it didn't really like her that much when she was friends with Ninja um anyways whatever uh, D watching Rogan talk to Jen is super creepy let me um quote that right D watching Rogan talk to Jen super creepy didn't love it um, I also thought, again, not much happened on this episode, so bear with me because it's just a bunch of random thoughts from AG at this point, right? Like, hashtag going Gillen goes random. Um, what's the deal with the challenge and hot brunettes named Jen, right? This Jen is not really my type. Uh, the other Jen is a lot more my type, but Jen with, I think they're both with two ends, Jen with two ends, I think. Um, Jen, the, the super hot brunette that's kind of like an old school athlete, um, who hooked up with Adam, like in one of her challenge seasons, um, super cool, uh, hooked up with Rachel, but anyways, that Jen, and then this new Jen who is, you know, whatever, <laughs> I don't think she'll be back, but, um, I thought that was interesting, Jen's with two ends, super hot brunettes being cast on the challenge is apparently a thing. 
Um, I thought the conversation between CT and Jenny where they're talking about the chances of somebody letting them go in being pretty low. Um, people typically, you know, don't want to go against people like CT and Jenny. Um, so yeah, they're definitely gonna have to make sure that their social game is on point in order to get in, to go in, to get their skull so that they can go run a challenge, which is funny because, you know, CT talks about the fact that this is the opposite of um, his strategy typically, which is to um, maybe not be super friendly and convince people to do what you want, but to definitely 100,000% intimidate people and convince them that there's no way that they would ever want to go against you because they're super big, super, you know, I'm super big, super huge, or chances of beating me are, you know, non-existent, so don't send me in. So where he spent his entire career doing that, and, you know, Jenny has that intimidation factor too like no way would you want to send me in because I'll just whoop up on you although Tori did beat her in a hall brawl but uh I think she's coming back bigger and better no way Tori would beat her this season there's no way I would love to see Tori and Jenny in a hall brawl rematch um because I, I'm feel certain that Jenny would would destroy her but anyways um so that's gonna be fun right to figure out how people like CT and Jenny who um are typically threatening and therefore get to kind of avoid these eliminations um unless I guess they're they're put in there to take out somebody who's um you know the tribunal can't stand so they put in somebody big to beat them but anyways interesting to see how that will play out um, so while CT and Jenny are having this conversation, Jordan is over having a conversation with Tori, uh, a couple other people. I can't, I don't remember who's there. I think, um, uh, Nelson is sitting there with Big T, but I think they're having a conversation separate about how Big T's been working out and she's ready to go. Uh, but, uh, Jordan basically says that he's gonna, you know, play this, this season, like it's exactly the same as all of the other seasons, um, and, you know, he's going to go in when he goes in and then just see what happens. Um, so, you know, that's pretty typical Jordan. He's going to always act like he's not faced by anything, even if he's, you know, terrified. He's not going to show it. So it, it, you're not surprised, right, that Jordan's like, well, whatever happens, happens, blah, blah, blah. Um, Tori does, on the other hand, say, like, she's very much looking to play strategy. Um, she even mentions in the min in the mission, um, or at least in her interview during the mission, um, which we'll get to next, that uh, when you see weakness, you have to jump on that. Um, so she's definitely looking to go in early against somebody like Jen. Um, so, yeah, you know, she she's not playing the same game as Jordan um but she definitely is looking for Jordan to play the game for her right to to win and uh, allow her to go in early against somebody like Jen so um there's that anyway so that's kind of the conversations that we hear um leading up to the mission so the missions this season and I did go back and watch like seasons 15 through 25 since I've watched seasons 26 through 34 um so i'm a little bit fuzzy to be honest on um seasons 30 31 2 3 4 kind of leading right up to this obviously i remember like war of the worlds and bloodlines and you know all those things but um i feel like the last couple seasons and without a doubt the last two episodes the missions are very much like um little mini um finals which I'm not sure, you know, how I feel about it. I think that, you know, some of the, uh, my daughter, hold on. Harper, baby, please go so I can finish. Okay. 
No. Um, so the missions are what? In a little bit, yes. Sorry about that. So this is uh, hashtag real life, I guess. Um, the missions are uh, like mini finals. So some of the missions before they were called missions, who came up with that? And some I remember somebody in one season was like, you threw the mission, you threw the mission. Um, but let's just call them challenges. <laughs> we'll see what comes out of my mouth when I say it, but it feels weird calling it missions now that I've said the word 42 times. Um, but the, the little, the challenges are like mini finals right now, right? So they do these insane over the top, really cool, you know, getting in helicopters, uh, running basically marathon type things, which is cool, right? Because, um, it's obvious that we've shifted to where the people in the challenge are more athletes now than entertainers. Um, but some of the older challenges were just more fun, right? Like, I don't know, catapulting and, you know, hanging from ropes over the water and then pushing the button and the bombs going off and you dropping in and, um, being silly over a pile of mud on like ropes. And I don't know, just, there were some things I feel like some of the older little challenges used to be one smaller, <laughs> two less intense, sometimes three more random, um, less, you know, always going to go to the athlete. Um, but just kind of more fun. I felt like less, uh, you know, we're going to war, it's battle. It just seems like maybe there's less fun happening when they're out on the field, but I could be wrong. It could just be the way that it's filmed, but um, that's how it comes off to me is that it's way more intense athletic, uh, you know, a competition than some of the, like there was one season where they sat on a block of ice in bikinis and like rolled themselves over to um, a target. Like that kind of stuff was super fun. I definitely miss that. I wish they'd go back to doing some of the more silly challenges, but I get it. Like that's not where we're at anymore. So anyways, this mission, they do this airdrop, um, this airdrop extraction, I think is what it was called. So basically what they have to do is move these crates going back and forth up this hill with these huge heavy boxes and then um, and do that as fast as possible. The winner of that round gets to get in a helicopter and then drop those boxes down at targets, right? So in order to make it to round two, you have to finish the top three. Um, and then in order to win, you have to get the most crates out of the helicopter and onto the target. So again, like little mini challenges, um, way more intense, theatrical, over the top, big, less fun, less silly whatever right the teams for this challenge were so ridiculous like I think I heard TJ say that it was selected by random draw but holy shit like you end up with an obvious top three right you have Fessy Kyle and Melissa D Corey and Swaggy C and Jordan, Wes, and Jenny. Like the chances, I think there's Bananas, Nani, and somebody else, Anissa, maybe who I felt like, you know, might be able to be all right at it. But the fact that Jordan, Wes, and Jenny are all three together, like this is a competition for second and third. And then I think nobody beats Fessy, Kyle, and Melissa either. And Dee and Corey together with Swaggy C. Like it just, the teams were just so, like, ugh. Jordan, Wes, and Jenny literally, it felt like, could have lapped all these people. So anyways, and then check out this team. If you didn't see this, you should just Google, like, Josh, Jen, and Bailey and listen to the way Josh talks about being on a team with Jen and Bailey. I felt so bad for him. So bad for him. He was at such a terrible disadvantage. Like, I'm a Big Brother fan. I think 
most of you guys know that I think I may have mentioned it last time I'm not a huge fan of Josh like to be totally honest but the way that he handled being partnered up with Jen was amazing like he was so sweet that he was like you know my job here is to do the best that I can to keep these girls out of elimination like I don't know how much to expect out of Jen so I'm gonna have to work twice as hard like just so sweet but yeah I mean I guess fortunately for him it was a girls week right so whatever um but for real he was carrying two crates and like it was bad Anissa at one point said something about like Jen having a full face on like she's got a full face full hair like she's doing the most but trying her least or something like that um it it was pretty funny Josh is carrying two crates up these hills and she's like barely got her hand like resting on the back of the crate it was it was just too much but yeah Anissa's pretty damn funny that's that's fact so anyways um Jordan Wes and Jenny absolutely slay um which was you know obvious there was zero chance that anything else was going to happen there so that plays out the way you would absolutely expect for it to and then phase two right so the winners have to go first which is totally weird totally random totally ridiculous I don't understand it. There should be some sort of advantage for winning, right? So if you come in first, you should either get to pick the order or you should get to go last in phase two. But again, I don't know how they pick the ordering of some of this stuff, but phase two, the winners of phase one go first. So they uh, get up in this helicopter, right? Jordan's the caller, which means that Wes and Jenny um, can't see where they're dropping the crates. So Jordan tells them where to drop them. They do terribly, like, really really bad they end up hitting only two targets and Jordan's like dropping stuff like so far I don't I think he was expecting for the like the momentum of the helicopter to shift it or thinking that they were way higher up than what they were but they weren't really that high up like you drop the box right above the target and the box hits the target <laughs> but they did really bad again one of those missions where probably there would have been a huge advantage to not being first so the fact that they had to go first kind of sucked um but yeah so they hit two targets then Kyle's team gets up there goes hits seven which um you know they're interviewing Melissa and she mentions like we hit seven we're so proud of ourselves so good like I think everybody was thinking that seven was going to be good enough that seven would absolutely 100% win it but shockingly it doesn't so Corey D and Swaggy get up there Corey calls and they hit every single one nine for nine hundred percent knock it out like amazing again I think there's an advantage to going last um but also like Jordan was just sucking. It was really terrible. Um, so you guys might be surprised by this. Wait for it. Wait for it. Jordan throws a fit. A, a super fit, right? Because he sucked because they lost and he's a terrible sport. The house is annoyed with him. Like always, his sportsmanship and his crappy attitude is exactly what gets him in these challenge keeps him in these challenges from winning. It gets him bad when it comes to the political aspect. Like it's I don't know it rubs people the wrong I hate that phrase it rubs people the wrong way right he comes across like a total tool bag he seems very arrogant right like he's constantly trying to prove something and then when he loses he's a total brat so I think he's an athlete there's no doubts about it physically he's probably one of the better athletes that's come through um this show in a while but uh he's just a brat right so anything that he can't win his way out of like politically he just doesn't stand a chance and I think that um he's 
you know, put Tori at a disadvantage too. But anyways, can't help who you love, right? Um, so again, girls day. So none of this stuff about Jordan really matters, but maybe later it'll come into play. We'll see. Um, I guess he's just gonna have to go into elimination two eliminations and win, which is the point he was making, right? I'm just gonna play it like I always do. They're gonna send me in to try to get rid of me. Um, but maybe they keep him out, right? Um, so anyways, um, the episode's super predictable. I feel like Jen's going in. I, I felt like that was obvious from the beginning. Jen and Dee aren't getting along. Um, every girl in the house wants to go against her because she sucks. <laughs> she's not any good athletically, like just not good. And she's a rookie, right? So there's that whole layup concept, which used to be a thing. Um, but I don't know how that I just, it just doesn't seem like that's going to play to anybody's advantage. It's a completely different game now. But, again, Dee's openly petty, right? She's like, I can't stand her, uh, mainly because Rogan thinks she's pretty. So ridiculous. Um, there is this kind of cute little scene where we see Wes and Bananas um, not necessarily working together, which we know as the audience that they are. Um, but they're not, like, openly communicating that to the, the rest of the house right now. But, um... We do see Wes and Bananas helping, quote unquote, you can't see my air quotes, but helping Jen write her like, don't vote for me speech. So they mentioned the layup thing, right? Um, let's stop for a moment. So bonus points, if anyone knows what season the whole layup thing was started, because I don't feel like, I mean, I know, you know, people have probably always said like, let's take somebody weak to the end with us because we can beat them. But I don't know when the whole like term layup just like I don't know bonus points too where missions came from when we started calling the challenges missions but I do remember there's being this huge scene about you threw the mission blah, blah, blah. and I'm like okay let's be calm about calling them missions um but yeah um find me on Instagram or Facebook again Ashley Gilland on Facebook Ashley Pip Gilland on Instagram and uh and let me know if you know where the the whole layup concept or the actual not the concept but the actual phrase like taking a layup to the finale um or to the the final and then also where we started calling challenges missions comes from just because i'm curious um but anyways wes and bananas help jen write her speech and then it comes time to deliver it and she's like attention earthlings or human life or whatever some something from some comic book show I think but she totally bombs the speech um Anissa makes you know the the epic face that we've all seen in the meme that says you know hello earthlings or whatever I can't think of what it is whatever that is um and then Wes throws the very first house though right at her <laughs> right and it just kind of sucked like you know they were acting like they were helping her and then just to I don't know whatever she did say something about like it can either be rookie v rookie or rookie v you know vet or something and I'm like yeah but then it's just rookie you're just a rookie it was really very bad um so she gets the house vote from Wes which kicks it off and then it's just bandwagon right everybody votes for her which was gonna happen anyway um a couple votes I think go to big T uh Rogan's one of them because he can't vote for pretty girl pretty girl pretty girl um but the rest of the house votes in Jin um so Let's see, house votes are in. I'm trying to think through if anything happened before we get to the killing floor purgatory. Um, yeah, so after the house vote, there's a really weird scene at um, what I assume is dinner uh, where Jen tells everybody, or, or tells Dee in front of everybody, 
that um she's been watching her while she's sleeping so jen accuses d of watching jen while she's sleeping we see this clip um with like night vision where it definitely looks like d might be watching jen sleep which is very weird <laughs> um yeah and then it turns into like a cat fight. They're clearly fighting over Rogan. You're mad at me because Rogan likes me. Bah, bah, bah. I can't do it. I want to fast forward. It's a level of awkward that I'm just not comfortable with. It's too much for me. Um, I don't fast forward though. I stick through it. Rogan tries to get up and leave. It's just bad. Bad, bad, bad. I'm over that. I'm ready for the next storyline. Hopefully that one, this one doesn't stick around for very long, which probably won't, right? Because spoiler alert, Jen's going into purgatory. Um, so a little bit later on, Tori basically threatens D, tells her that if she doesn't put her up, right, because, um, keep in mind the people who win the missions become the tribunal and they get to put in three people for interrogation. And then they choose from those three people who they want to go against the house vote. So Tori tells D, um, if you don't put me in so that I get a chance to go against Jen, who's, you know, quote unquote layup so that I can get my red skull, Jordan will be coming after you. So basically she threatens her. Um, I'm not sure if they have a relationship outside of the house that kind of justifies her feeling like she can do this. Um, I'm assuming that there must be though, because they talk about like, oh, in Thailand, remember you promised there was the promise that she made to us. We made those promises to one another, but maybe they're talking about a previous season. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah. And then the, uh, Tori and Jordan are talking and basically say, you know, we won her, her portion of that million dollars. Just super cocky. Very, very Jordan, you know. Uh, but anyways, Tribunal comes up. They pick Big T, Jenny, and Tori. So um, Corey says he owes it to Jenny. D decides to go ahead and let Tori come in. Um, Swaggy agrees with it. I don't really feel like he um, had a whole lot of insight I am a little bit surprised that he didn't put Bailey in because it seems like you would want every opportunity to have a chance to go up, especially if it's against Jen. But maybe she's just trying to lay low until something else comes up. I'm not really sure. Um, but in the tribunal, Swaggy refers to himself in third person. He says, uh, well, Swaggy, blah, 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 which is so annoying. Sometimes I refer to myself um, like as if I'm talking to myself, but the fact that he's a grown-up, grown dude, calls himself swaggy, and he refers to himself that way is a little bit annoying, and it was kind of awkward, but anyways, so that happened. Uh, swaggy got his little three seconds of showtime um, on the tribunal when he refers to himself. Um, what else? Let's see. Oh, D's super honest with Tori about Jen being her number one, so again, not sure that I'm clear on the promises that were made or the relationship that they had before, but it it felt like Tori was expecting a lot from D and D had zero intention of like coming through. <laughs> to be honest, like she's just like Jenny's my number one. Like mm, I don't know if that's the best play here for D, but um, I, I don't know. I I don't know. It it was all bad, right? Tori definitely shouldn't have given her an ultimatum because then I think it puts d in a corner it's the whole like nobody puts baby in a corner um d came out swinging right uh, i don't know it seems like it would have made sense um 
for Dee to maybe go along with it though because then she could have Jordan if Tori could get her skull then Jordan could help Dee get hers right but I don't know I think at this point it was just you're not going to tell me what to do if there was any chance of her picking Tori I think the approach was just bad but also maybe Jenny is just Dee's number one and that's always the way that it was going to be so anyways um Corey and Swag kind of sit back a little bit I don't feel like they did a whole lot <laughs> um this whole episode like I mentioned was basically just D um it, I don't know and I I'm hoping that that means that coming up very quickly she leaves and not that they're trying to build a storyline around her so that we care about her long term but anyway so then purgatory we go to purgatory as they're walking in D whispers to Jenny do you want this one right they show kind of what it is and it's like these big hanging bars and she says do you want this one and Jenny says yes I mean I can't imagine that it could have been anything at all that Jenny would have said no to, right? Come on now. Um, it's, it's going against Jen. <laughs> you could beat her at any way, at anything. But uh, a small twist comes up, right? Um, I, I've been talking about it a little bit and then super curious, right, about if winning a challenge puts you on the tribunal and then therefore you have to pick the person that goes in, then what's the strategy behind winning unless you're partnered up with somebody? But if you don't have anybody that can put you in, then winning actually puts you at a disadvantage. But um, TJ lets the tribunal know that they have the option moving forward to throw themselves in. So this is it, right? So you win the missions, you control the game, you get to decide when you go in, as long as you don't get outvoted by the other two people in the tribunal. So win the mission, control the game, get your skull, that's it, right? So this is cool. I like it. I was super excited about this because this rewards the winner, right? So now we're not going to be throwing missions so that we can get voted in. You can just go in, win it, and put yourself in there. So that's cool. Um, in this situation, D does decide to pass. Um, I kind of get it, to be honest. <laughs> Smashly talks a lot of shit about it. Uh, a lot of people are like, this is not good. But Wes, I feel like, was the most rational here, right? Because losing to Jen for D would be completely devastated. And, you know, D showed up in blue jeans and probably not prepared or rehydrated from the night before, right? Like, let's there's that um but an interesting twist so let's definitely keep it in mind for later because I'm sure this is going to matter um interesting though right we should talk about it really quick they didn't give this option to last week's tribunal so if this was always part of the rules I feel like they should be open and upfront about what the rules are going to be like from the beginning because <laughs> it seems like total shit right that they didn't tell last week's tribunal that this was an option because I I mean right Corey would have sent himself in but I, I think what happens is that they realize after the first week of filming that this was not going to play out well with the winners not being able to go in, right? You're going to have a whole bunch of people trying to not win. I don't know. But I just, I imagine had Corey known in the first week that he would have put himself in against, who was it? Asaf, right? Yeah, he would have put himself in against Asaf because Asaf was the house vote and absolutely Corey surely would have thought that he could have beat him. I don't know, maybe not though because maybe going home in the first night is too much of a risk and pretty embarrassing, but I feel like he would have put himself up. We'll, we'll never know, right? We'll, we will never have any idea. That's, that's how this game works. It's all super, super big mystery. But anyways, I, I just don't love that like it feels like I know – they didn't present it though as like this is a twist we're introducing this brand new they said it as if like oh I forgot to tell you guys and I don't really love that but anyways bottom line uh Dee decides to not put herself in she puts in Jenny um so not super surprising and well what do you know even less surprising Jenny 
kills Jin. It's some weird, like, flip these swinging bars with buckets on the bottom of them challenge. Like, there's, like, a, a metal bar, 10 metal bars with buckets or bells or something on the bottom, and you have to grab the bucket and just, like, smash, like, push it really hard until it swings over or something. I don't even know. It was so fast. Like, it was done in, like, six seconds. And, like, you're kind of watching Jenny, and then, like, they kind of show Jen, and Jen is stuck on the very first one. She never flips a single one, and Jenny flips all ten, and then it's done. done so. Like, it, it was so fast. It was so fast, but awkward, fast, you know, whatever. So, Jen goes home. Um, Rogan will probably end up hooking up with Dee again, like, if we're being honest, right? That's, that's probably going to be a thing, but who knows? Um, and Jenny is basically set to go to the final I feel like because no one's going to want to go up against her in another purgatory right she's earned a red skull um probably in the easiest elimination round um ever maybe barring the laurel jasmine ball in the bucket challenge thing um that was pretty ridiculous as well but this one's probably this was probably even an easier one she didn't have to touch her like literally bah Anyways, Jenny wins, probably punching her ticket to the final, and uh, that was it. So, again, not a lot going on in this episode. It was more me kind of thinking things through because there was so much of nothingness going on. The mission was really super long. Same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, Lots of D being petty and dramatic and over the top, and I didn't love it because I don't really love her that much. We'll see how that all plays out. Um, and basically nobody else getting any sort of airtime whatsoever outside of Wes and Bananas, uh, pulling their little prank thing with Jenny, with Jen, which was again, pretty funny, kind of, kind of a cute little, little break. So drum roll, please MVP, which I know last time I called it a VIP and gave it to Jay, but I meant MVP. So MVP of episode two is Anissa. Or at least her faces. Like, she was cracking me up this episode. She is really, really funny. The comment about Jen doing the most but trying her least. Um, the face that she makes when she's like, attention earthlings, blah, 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 whatever. Anissa is really super funny. She's always good for an amazing interview session. Like, I just really like her. I think she's hilarious. I hope that she stays all the way until the very, very, very end. And you know what? I hope she wins this one. So let, let's give it to Anissa. She's my MVP for episode two. I love her. Um, but yeah, that's it. So again, this was a Total Madness Challenge season 35 episode number two recap. I'm Ashley um, with hashtag going Gilland. You can check out my podcast, which is normally, oh, just kidding. You are. Thank you for checking out my podcast, which is normally a series of how to be an actual real life human, which is just me talking about how to be an actual real life human. But this um, happens to be the series about the challenge, which again, I know I'm a little bit behind. This is episode two. Episodes three and four are out as well. This is the Thursday post episode four airing. Um, But I will jump on either this weekend or a little bit later to record the three and four um, recaps. But yeah, so find me on Facebook, Ashley Gilland, G-I-L-L-A-N-D, or Instagram, Ashley Pip Gilland, that's P-I-P, right in the middle of my first name and my last name. And let's connect. Um, Share the podcast, leave a review. I love you all so very much. Um, Let's talk soon. Peace.